East Coast versus West Coast. Now, back in the 90s, that led to an infamous hip-hop war that generated a lot of number one hits and also more than a few dead bodies. But tonight, we're taking that East Coast-West Coast battle to the stand-up stage. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh, you done put two of America's most wanted in the same motherfucking place at the same motherfucking time. Break out the champagne glasses and Oh, it's a gangsta party right here on Inside Jokes. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. What's our new slogan, Vince? Uh, what did we decide on? A look inside the comedic mind. A look inside the comedic mind. I, we're going to keep on working on those yeah. as we reach the end of the year here. Uh, we are going East Coast versus West Coast tonight on Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And, of course, coast to coast across Canada and worldwide online on the Global News Radio Network. We have returning friend of the show. It's been some time. We have Mr. Mark Breslin in studio. And it's always nice to be here. It's a, it's almost tradition now. You come in towards the end of the year. I come in for my Hanukkah. Uh, <laughs> my, my Hanukkah thing. Yes, my Hanukkah talk. End the year with a bang. Um, a whimper, perhaps. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Out like a lamb. And of course, we have Kevy Marr on the line with uh-huh. us all the way from Vancouver. Welcome to the show, Kevy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. We were specifically told we know you are a Kevin, but we were, you know, we've seen your picture. We were told this is very much a Kevy. Absolutely. It's what my mama named me. There you go. And of course, so Yuck Yucks and 604 Records have teamed up. There's this new album out now. So what's this whole thing all about, you guys? Well, it's a double album, actually. It's two specific albums. One is uh, 416 and one is 604. One's recorded in Vancouver with a sampler of, I think, 10 of the best comics in Vancouver. And here in uh, Toronto, also 10 of the best comics in, in Toronto. And it's this sort of East Coast versus West Coast. It's really more of a coming together, though, I suppose. Well, you know, there's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek idea that yeah. the, there's a, some kind of uh, violent rivalry um, between <laughs> Toronto comics and Vancouver comics. That's not really true. But, you know, one thing is true, and that is because scenes have become so local yeah. over the last while, the Vancouver public knows a lot about the Vancouver scene, and the Toronto public knows a lot about the Toronto scene. But we don't know a lot about each other's scene, and here's a great way to figure that out and find out who's good. That's true, and especially, you know, when you're trying to reach out to this Canada-wide audience and beyond, a lot of people obviously don't know what's happening out there. Here in Toronto, we do, as the rest of Canada knows, we do have a habit to be sort of insular, you know, we're our own little universe here. As we should be. (laughs) We are the number one. So there is sort of, it's this great exposure to what's happening out there in Vancouver. And, and of course, Kevy can touch on this. We were talking a little bit about this last week. The Vancouver stand-up scene has really been exploding the last few years. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I'm uh, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a small, uh, I'm comedy adjacent, I like to say. But uh, I'm actually such a fan of the scene itself. So I just feel lucky I get to sort of hang around these people. But the compilation itself, like Mark said, when I went to Toronto, I discovered all these comedians that I really liked that I hadn't. I didn't know too much about before, and it was cool to get to record a couple shows of them. Well, and I think the interesting thing, I mean, there are, you know, there's a few labels out there in Canada right now putting out comedy releases, but I feel like right now 604 is really sort of leading the pack. I mean, you guys are cranking out a ton of content lately. It seems every couple of weeks we have new albums coming out from you guys. 
Yeah, well, I appreciate it. We're just such big fans, and there's just such a you know a pool of talent, and we're we we actually want to move more into working with people from Toronto. So uh, we're excited about it. So working with Yuck Yuck is actually kind of the perfect opportunity to sort of dip our toe in the water of that of that kind of thing. Well, and this is the thing I want to touch on, and obviously we have a whole hour for this. But Mark, you're you're not shy about keeping that tradition and, and, and letting people know that Yuck Yucks is still all about what it always has been, which is this is stand-up clubs where you will come out and see unfiltered, uncensored stand-up comedy. It's almost the last bastion of that in a lot of ways right now. It is, but it's also, you know, a bit of a... Um a department store of comedy, too. Yeah. I mean, if you like clean comedy, you're going to see that at Yuck Yucks as well. The difference is we'll keep the edge in where everybody else seems to want to rub it out. That's right. Yeah. And and you're not shy about letting people know, like, when these shows are happening. It's part of our DNA. Yeah. It always has been, whether I was, you know, picketed for uh, bringing in Andrew Dice Clay back in the, uh, you know, late 80s, or whether it was me bringing in uh, Sam Kinison and having pickets for that. Feminist for a healthy humor. Yeah, they pick it, and a healthy humor um, shows that they know nothing about humor because humor is not healthy at all. Um, it's therapy for sickness, but it's not healthy. Healthy humor sounds to me like a sober orgy. What would be the point? <laughs> you know, um, I brought in Timothy Leary um, yeah. and did a tour with him back in the '90s and was denounced in Parliament for it. There you go. So this is this kind of controversy is is part of our 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 history. And then they invite you back years later for the Order of Canada. That's so right. They, right. The irony was not lost Full upon me. Circle. Uh, and I want to get into what who some of these comics are on these on this double album and and how you guys sort of handpicked this cross section of talent from both scenes. We're going to come back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. This is Nigel Grinstead Inside Your on 640 on Inside Jokes. I have never been in a fight. I have never been in a fight. And I think it's because I look like I press charges, right? Like, I'm not a very threatening looking guy. You know, it's hard to look threatening when you have the body of a mall cop and the face of a Bollywood villain, you know? It's like, not tough. Went on vacation recently to Montreal. Great trip, but the flight was sh- it was so bad. I knew it was going to be bad when I sat down. I opened the in-flight magazine. The pages were stuck together. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and, of course, coast-to-coast coast on the Global News Radio Network. And we are going coast-to-coast coast tonight. That's very exciting. Right? It's all about Toronto versus Vancouver, the two big stand-up hubs in this country, arguably. I think so. Yeah, I The think two so. hotbeds lead. I mean, Montreal, of course, has the world-famous Just for Last Festival. But I think Toronto and Vancouver, obviously, are sort of the stand-up hubs in this country. Yeah, you know? because they're the biggest cities in the, in that's, the country. It just geographically that's, it works. sort of makes sense that way, if nothing else. And, of course, we have the Mark Breslin in studio with us. As opposed us. to the pretenders <laughs> that's, um, that yeah. might that take my name. That Right, the, yeah. uh, <laughs> the Mark Breslin imposters. We get them every other week. Well, no, actually, there are nine Mark Breslins in the world, and I researched this. Yeah. Um, one of them is a famous or semi-famous boxer in Glasgow. Oh, there you go. That's not bad. One of them is a, um, and I've met this guy, is a uh, lobbyist for the construction industry in San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, I've spent time with him, actually, just because we 
connected on the internet. Hey, you have my name. No, you have my name. Uh, I have his swag. He has my swag. Yeah. He's written eight books. I've written five books. So there's there are I think nine Mark Breslins all, all over the world. I, I wanted to visit them all once and do a <laughs> and do a show about it. And then somebody beat me to it. Somebody did a show about their name, and he the guy went off and met the forty two. You know Doug Simpsons in the world. Oh yeah, and did a show about it as a British guy. It was a fabulous show. Thirty Helens agree. You know, remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kids in the hall. And of course, we have Kevy Moore on the line all the way from Vancouver. Yeah, and I'm the only Kevy. You're the only Kevy. I would. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I I looked up Dean Youngs. There's a an American country singer. That's all I found. But it's not my real name anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Yuck Yucks <laughs> and Six O Four Records. You guys have come together. Yes, doing this double album. Featuring some of the cream of the crop of comedians in Toronto and Vancouver, so what was what was the process here of handpicking this roster of comics to feature on these albums? Well, I mean, well, first of all, we tried to find out people who were available on that day. <laughs> that was really important, and, and then we tried to find out who had a car, uh, yeah. so that we made sure that they get there on time. And when we, uh, you know, used that those two filters, uh, these were the people who were left. You know how much of Canadian comedy happens based on, especially in the winter, who can drive us there? Absolutely. And who can drive us there and get us back? That's yeah. even more important. That's 90% of Canadian comedy. You know, I comedy. used to, I, I always, I'm always terrified on those Mondays in, um, in the winter because I'm terrified that I'm going to find out that there was a car accident over the, over the weekend when all the comics were. Somebody doing the road And gigs. you know what? Knock on whatever this is. For Micah. For yeah. Micah. It's never happened. Yeah, it's really? It's always been cool. Yeah, it's always been fine. But after 40 years of this, you do worry. Yeah, mm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> We're cheating the actuarial tables as we speak. Yeah. See, in, in American comedy, it's more the sort of the, the trappings oh, drive of rock from, stardom. Yeah. No, no, but they drive from one <laughs> nice place to another nice place, yeah. you know. We're, yeah, we're go- going six hours in the snow to two different legion That's halls, right. kind yeah. of a thing. It's for dangerous sure. for you, Mark. And I mean, Kevy can you can weigh in on this, of course, because you're very much there. You're recording all of this stuff. You're there in the stand-up scene out in Vancouver. For you, Mark, how important at this stage in the game? And we've we've had you on this show before talking about the sort of legacy and the history of Yuck Yucks. Putting together something like this, how important is it is it for you at this stage to still go out and see new comics and see what's happening and see who you're a fan of personally? Well, my own personal tastes only factor so much in the choosing of acts yeah. to play at Yuck Yucks. You listen to the audience more more than anything else. And yeah. occasionally, you know, I'll I'll sort of force feed somebody uh, to the to the public that I think is going to be great. And yeah. I'm often right, but sometimes I'm wrong. Um, I'm at the club every Friday night and probably most Tuesdays to watch acts. Uh, in Toronto, that's our flagship show, a uh, flagship club, and then I go across the country. I try to hit each club once a year and watch the new talent. And that's the interesting thing. I mean, that speaks to the fact that you have to still yourself be a fan and a lover of comedy at this stage of the game because you have agents, you have bookers, you have managers. You very much could easily sit back and go, "All right, this thing is running itself. It's fine." But you're still very much there and watching what's happening. And no, and- I'm the chef, and I have to choose the ingredients for yeah. the pizza. I absolutely have to do that myself. I think that's why I, it says Mark Breslin's Yuck Yucks on the logo. Yeah, This is my responsibility. Absolutely. And I mean, to get to this level where you've built it into, let's, for lack of a better term, let's call it the the Walmart of Canadian comedy. It is that level of a brand. Not the same <laughs> level of quality. It's a bit downscale. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mark Breslin's Yuck Yucks, the Walmart of Canadian comedy. But I mean, yeah, at this point in the game, to still be that much involved and to watch what's happening... And then to put out a project like this with 604, I mean, 604 has been cranking out comedy albums for really just a few years. I know, I went to them. 
Yeah, you went to them, which I went is to interesting. Them. I, I cold called uh, Jonathan. I was going to be in um, Vancouver anyway, and I knew that the time was right to do some kind of a compilation album. And I thought that he was interested. I knew he was interested in uh, comedy, so I thought he it would be a good mix. And uh, walked into his office, found out he was involved with Nickelback, and walked right out. <laughs> No, actually, I did not walk right out. Um, we found we had a lot in common, knew a lot of the yeah. same people, had a lot of the same uh, ideas and biases and prejudices and loves and likes, and it, it worked out. It was a nice partnership. And I really do think, I mean, you know, it's not often in Canadian comedy that we get to see a new sort of a new brand take shape and sort of take over the scene. And I really do think that's happening with 604 right now. I mean, the, uh-huh. the amount of content they've been, pumping out these last couple of years, especially well, recently, is pretty you know, staggering. If we, talk, if we can talk about uh, albums in general, yeah, um, there's certainly been um, a lot more stuff happening in general in, in record albums and comedy in the yeah. last three years. A lot of that you can trace to uh, Soundscape, yeah. which did not exist when I was running XM. Um, when I was running XM, all the comics could get was a small stipend for their material that we were licensing, but right. because this did not exist. Yeah. Now, it's become a... Um, a major part of a comic's uh, income stream. So everybody wants to do a, co- uh, a record. But here's the problem. There are an awful lot of people doing records which are 40, 45 minutes, 50 minutes of material when they really only have 10 or 15. Yeah. So our answer to this was, um, why not do an album which is a compilation album showing a kind of best of, and then you can dip into and sample the people that you hear on this album, and then you can investigate them further if they're the ones you like. Exactly. We did yeah. this once before. Yeah. Long ago, back in the 80s, we did a, uh, an album called The Funniest 50 Minutes Ever, and it's become a classic um, with people like Mike McDonald on it and Sam Kinison. Um, there were, it was... Harlan Williams is on it. Jeremy Hotz is on it. It's a great album. Yeah. Um, and also a time capsule of what, you know, the very best comedy is in, uh, in in Canada at that time. And so I think this is kind of, again, part of our tradition to do an album like this or do two albums like this. And actually, that's a perfect point I want to come back on is what sort of how much this highlights what's happening right now in Canadian stand-up. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is uh, Ricardo Mejias, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Viva Chile. Yeah. So she sent me to this thing, but she didn't tell me what it was. She just dressed me, and she sent me, right? (laughs) But do you know what she sent me to without telling me? Uh, She sent me to a murder mystery party. (laughs) Yeah. That's information you need to tell somebody. I'm I'm a black dude who grew up in a part of Scarborough called Scarborough. I don't particularly need my violence planned out for me, right? What the f*** is this, high school again? Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're, of course, in studio with the one and only, well, we found out not the one and only, but the yuck yucks Mark Breslin. Thank you. We'll say that. The comedy, the Canadian comedy Mark Breslin. And, of course, on the line joining us all the way from Vancouver, we have Kevi Marr of 604 Records. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you. Uh, We touched on an interesting point before the break, which is, so this album, double album that you guys teamed up to sort of highlight comics from both the Toronto and Vancouver stand-up scenes, and in a sort of fun satirical way pit them against each other a little bit um 
but it's it's a compilation. It's showing a lot of upcoming comics in Canada who, you know, have it's a cross section of some of their material and hopefully you become interested and here's where you can yeah. go see these people play and go watch shows at Yuck Yucks and all this stuff. But you made an interesting point before the break, Mark, which is, you know, before SoundCloud, before all this online streaming existed, comedy albums were fewer and farther between. And it was almost a benchmark later on in your career that you did when the time was right and you sort of worked towards. Well, there was a time when comedy albums meant an awful lot back in the 70s. Yeah. Um, And the reason for that was censorship. You couldn't hear uncensored comedy because it was only network television and you weren't going to hear it there. So um, you went to, I don't know how old you are, Kevy, but um, when I was like a teenager, I would go to my friend's rec rooms and we would sit there and we would listen to Bill Cosby, uh, Lenny Bruce, Mort Saul, yeah. George Carlin, and we would sit and we would consume those albums. And there was a point where this really peaked around the time of Stephen Wright and uh, Steve Martin, both of whom had like what mega platinum selling albums. Yeah, and then it all dropped off because cable television came along, and then you could say most of what you could say um, on an album. And it was almost—it's almost like getting to know. The person, because, yeah, you would see these people go up and do Carson or wherever, and you see their five minutes on TV, and, of course, it's squeaky clean. Right. And then you go home and you unpack the vinyl and go, what the heck is this? What am I listening to? Yeah, yeah. Do you think there is still, and, and, Kevy, I'm interested what you think about this as well. Do you think there is still that whole incubation period of you're not ready for an album yet? Do you think that that has, we've bypassed that a little bit? I mean, you did touch on the fact, Mark, that a lot of young comics will come up and I've been doing this six months and they might record their Yeah, they their put own. out their album because there's no, no reason not to and they'll make a little bit of money from it. Yeah. But it's not going to yeah. be one for the um, time capsule. Right. Yeah, right. you know, I grew up on comedy records too, but it was a, a slightly different time. Like David Cross and Dave Chappelle and Mitch Hedberg and, and stuff. My friends and I yeah. were in punk bands and we would listen to those in our rec rooms. And so it means something to me also that I think is it's a little bit different nowadays. I think it's more of like a career stepping stone for some comedians instead of kind of an end goal like it was when we were younger, you know? So I think it's a little bit of a different product now. And I think in Canadian comedy, we almost have to go about it the opposite way because, and there was a resurgence of that in the 90s as well. I mean, people my age all remember, you know, listening to Adam Sandler's sketch albums and all that stuff. But back then, same similar thing to that peak period in the 60s and 70s, Mark, back then it was you already knew who these people were. They're world famous. They're on Saturday Night Live. They're wherever. So you go out and you buy their album because it's from them. Right. In Canada, we have to kind of do the opposite. We're cranking out this digital content and producing these comedy albums as sort of a calling card. We hope that you'll find out who these people are and then go into it further. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's sort of the opposite effect here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys That's think, true. but they're not getting million dollar advances like Steve Martin <laughs> did and uh, and Stephen Wright did for their albums? No, but I think I don't think any record labels giving million dollar advances anymore. No, no, I think you're right. No, not for not for anything. I don't even think there's rock and roll anymore. <laughs> there's rock, but there's no roll. There's no. <laughs> And soon there won't be any end. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, all that stuff is changing. But for Canadian comics, it's also, yeah, it's just that added source of revenue. You put this stuff out and Considering hope that, they don't make an awful lot of money to begin with, that yeah. revenue is actually crucial and, and really important to them. Yeah, it is. And you, when you're trudging out for six hours... And there's hours something and, else. If you're yeah. making hard copies of these, like hard CD copies yeah. of these, um, you can sell them after the show at most clubs. And you could walk away with another $100. 
$150 a night. And you know what? That For a comic, that's not bad. That's extra money. You do five shows, another $750 for your week at a club. That's okay. That's right. And nobody's buying T-shirts. So you Nobody's know, buying T-shirts. Nobody's buying T-shirts anymore. People are doing vinyls even again. I have That's a T-shirt back, I'm right? trying to sell, which says, <laughs> smash the matriarchy, but it's not doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, tell, we'll give it away to one lucky listener. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. What's up, guys? This is Mark Anthony Synagoga. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yes. It's supposed to piss rain all day today, and then it turned out to be sunny. It was just beautiful. I was at a bus stop earlier today, and there was a woman beside me on the bench who was just breastfeeding out in the open. Uh, yeah, which is great. It's beautiful. You know, as a gay man, I've never understood why people get so indignant about women breastfeeding in public. Uh, I, for one, think it's so natural and beautiful, you know, the way she can just take that thing I don't want to see and use it to silence that thing I don't want to hear. <laughs> I, uh, it's beautiful. And welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, giving you a clearer view of comedy. Is that one of the new ones, Vince Tedesco? Sure. My producer, Vince, has a whole list of these. We'll just keep trying them out and see what they like. We, of course, have Mark Breslin of the world-famous Yuck Yucks in studio with us again. It's sort of a holiday tradition now. We end the year with Mark Breslin in studio. That's a good way to end the year. <laughs> hey, it's not bad. Our nope. season started with Jim Gaffigan, ended with Mark Breslin. Wow, that's terrific. There you go. And then in between, it was, you know, you know whoever, whoever you was get around come, the corner. Come on the show and is <laughs> willing to car. get up early, I know. <laughs> not a lot of comics willing to do that's that. That's how you book Canadian comedy you, radio, too. No, beg, beg. That's yeah. important, beg. Who's, who's awake at <laughs> 9 in the morning? Okay, come on. <laughs> yeah, studio. Basically. That's how we do it. And, of course, we have Kevy Moore joining us all the way from Vancouver. Hey, hey. Of 604 Records. And you guys are cranking out. So much comedy material lately. I feel like it's really been on an upswing this year, especially. It seems like every week I come into the studio and there's you guys are sending me a new album. So it's good to see. It's good to see that happening in Canada. Uh, and of course, you teamed up with Yuck Yucks. You guys put together this compilation album. Some of the cream of the crop of Canadian comics here in Toronto. Comics out in Vancouver. And I do want to ask you, Kevy, what's what sort of sets the Vancouver scene apart? What's distinct about Vancouver comedy to you? Um, I think that the difference between East Coast and West Coast comedy in Canada is similar to America. I'm a big stand-up fan, and I really followed the seller crowd in New York, and I really followed the comedy store scene in L.A. And the uh, the East Coast comics in Canada and America are a little riffier, I think. Yeah, they're, they're sharp. They deal with they destroy hecklers in a in a in an entertaining way. And I think Vancouver and L.A. comedians are a little more relaxed. Um, like when I was doing the compilation for Yuck Yucks, there's this comedian, Richard Ryder, who of course Mark knows. Yeah. And, uh, when I was cutting together his pieces, he didn't repeat anything and it was, he was just destroying the crowd the whole time and it was lovely. Um, yeah, Richard does amazing that, crowd work. Yeah. He's phenomenal at it. And I really respect that. Like there's a comedian I love from New York called Andrew Schultz and he just released an all, an all crowd work special. Yeah. So yeah. Very much a fan of that kind of thing. And then uh, Vancouver, I, I think the writing is is just really coming along. I just I've just seen people who started and where they're at now. Like there's actually a yuck yuck comedian I'm doing his record in a few weeks uh, in Vancouver. His name's Jacob Samuels, and I've just noticed his writing go through the roof. And now he's writing for the New Yorker and stuff like that too. So it's just a, it's just a difference in styles, but they're both so great. That is true. There is sort of a parallel, I think, between us and you know Toronto has maybe a more polite watered down version a little bit but really we have sort of that new york thing where it's you're a little bit more aggressive it's it, it's it's hard yeah. to it's hard to 
be able to say, you know, one city is completely different from yeah. another city. But, you know, if you wanted to say that Toronto was a bit edgier and a bit more ethnic, you could say that. Yeah. And if you wanted to say that Vancouver had way more weed, I think you could say that. <laughs> Which I think is why you get a lot of these, you know, the Simon Kings and the sort of philosophical comics out there. Ooh, good reference. Love Simon King. Right? Doing this sort of waxing, these sort of long almost theatrical things where, yeah, in Toronto, it's, you know, we have a lot of stages here where the audiences are there and it's show me something, you know, we have that sort of hard edge to us, that New York thing a little bit out here. Yeah. You know, there's an element of that in Vancouver though, too, because the, the talent is so high here that if you're bad, you will quickly be known to be bad. And I don't think you'll get very much anymore. And I mean, there is of course a bit of cross pollination between the two cities and the two scenes. We are separated by a lot of geography, but look, it's a small pool of things that we're all going after in Canadian comedy. I right? would say that most of the comics who are on the uh, Toronto compilation have been to Vancouver and performed there, and probably vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Because you're all going yeah. after the same few festivals. You're all going after Yuck Yucks, and you're all going after the same sort of. There's really only a top tier of a few big things in this. Well, country, a frightening you know? thought is that there are really only eight major media markets in this entire country. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as there is a rivalry between the scenes, it is sort of one just big comedy community. I think so. At the end of the day. Yeah. And is that part of what this album is highlighting as well to you guys? Well, I don't know. The marketing of it actually suggests that it's just the opposite. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you should never confuse the product with the marketing. Yeah, there you go. Sage advice. We're going to come back with more Mark Breslin and Kevy right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Long Line, comma, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Uh, Before we get started, uh, do we have any Americans in the audience by applause? There they are. They've got guns. Um, We have to be kind to the Americans. A lot of them are are refugees from the Oompa Loompa. They're they're taking a respite. From the cray cray, did you see his his uh, he, him uh, address the nation? I wish that he had done that in address, quite frankly. And you're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are, of course, in studio with Mark Breslin of the world famous Yuck Yucks. World famous, really? Yeah, world famous. It's funny. Oh well, North American famous North, anyway. Well, yeah, um, English speaking, world famous, probably. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there are very few quote unquote comedy brands really worldwide, but especially. Here at home, and Yuck there's, Yucks is at the top Yuck of that Yucks, pack. There's Second City. There's Just for Laughs. Yep. In the States, there's the Improvs. Uh, the Improvs are pretty dominant. I, I, I'm not sure how many people know Coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Florida. Comedy yeah. Store. Yeah, it's yeah. a Florida chain. There's the Comedy Store, but they only have three outlets. Maybe only two yeah. now, in fact. Yeah, yeah and it's people sure. just associate that with New York. I'm in New York. I'm going to go to the, you know, yeah, the, oh, the cellar, but I'm in LA. I'm going to go to the store, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, we have Kevin Moore on the line from 604 Records hey. out in Vancouver. Thanks for having me. And so we have this we have this album, uh, The Great Canadian Comedy Rumble. Yep. 604 versus 416. Mm-hmm. So we're pitting Toronto comics and Vancouver comics. It's, we'll call it a friendly rivalry. Okay. The artwork would suggest fair. pitched battle I think we a little bit more. Fight. Actually fight? I think it'd be good. I feel like it would be an audience draw for sure. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's boxing comedy. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it in a we'll we'll do it in a boxing ring. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll think about that, okay? It wouldn't be the first stand-up show to end in blood. I mean, no. you've seen those, Mark, over the years. The ones that Ron Vaudry was on. <laughs> <laughs> there's been, Yeah, there's been pint glasses thrown. There's been many things over the years. Uh, so what, who are some of the comics that maybe you guys can, can highlight for our listeners who feature on the Toronto side and on the Vancouver side? And I mean, Kevy, I know you're recording these people out there. You must have yeah. some that you really want more Canadians to know about. I think well, we all have comics that we go, oh, gee, I wish more people knew about this person. Well, a handful of the ones that I recorded for the compilation are going to be releasing uh, things through 604. So why don't I just list them real quick? So there's Stuart Jones, yeah. Randy Newmeyer, uh, Steve Letts, and Brittany Lysing from Calgary. So that's the those are the uh, West Coast ones that we're going to release records from, actually. Perfect. Yeah, and actually we have a sampler from Brittany Lysing's album that came our way from you oh. guys. Again, oh, you guys fun. are cranking this stuff out lately for sure. Mark, who do we have yeah. here on the Toronto well, roster? Well, on the Toronto roster um, of the of the album, I'm thrilled we got Rob Ross on because um, nice. he's one of the most underrated, I think, Canadian comics of all and has a rat-a-tat delivery, which is fantastic. I'm glad we got Darren Frost on, who is you know Frost. the yeah. the edgiest comic probably working in the country today. Speaking of audiences throwing things, that's ha- yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um Nick Beaton from the from the East Coast, who's also kind yeah. of a Rob Ross figure in that it's very fast comedy. Uh Richard Ryder, who's a gay bear. Yeah. Um and mm-hmm. really funny. And who am I leaving out? Laura Lebo. I'm glad Love we have a, Laura Lebo. La, yeah. Glad we have a nice Jewish woman on the uh, <laughs> on the album. That's very important for my family, uh-huh. anyway. Uh, so it's it's good. And then we've got Bobby Knopf and Andrew Barr, uh, Nigel Grinstead. They're newer yep. uh, comics, and they are going to go places. And John Paul, um, who's a comic of color and one of the smoothest, coolest, hippest guys I've ever met. Really funny. Really and knowing a lot of these people, that is a really nicely diverse lineup. There's a lot of different styles featured there. There's a lot of different approaches. I mean, we were talking before the break about we have that sort of Toronto's known more for that whole, you know, riffing crowd work just off the cuff thing. There's some of that in there. There's also some incredibly sharp writers featured on there. I yes. Mean, Nick Beaton is a fantastic writer. Yes, yes. And somebody who can dismantle a room. Do you think, Mark, at this point, because, you know, you've worked with everybody over the years and you've seen the sort of, you know, Guys that Kevy and myself would have grown up watching on TV and on the galas and stuff, you've seen the sort of icons in Canadian comedy come and go, and we've lost a few over the years, and some have passed, some have moved stateside. Do you think we still have that same climate in this country where there is going to be another person of that level come up out of Canadian stand-up, or do you think the landscape has just changed and that's not really what's Well, I'm happen? not sure that the superstardom of anywhere, including in the United States, is quite the same um, it's not quite the same as it once was because yeah. networks have broken down, the culture has shattered, and it seems that um, there's a lot of room for a lot of comics to become kind of famous because yeah. they have their own following, they have their own group of people that will come to see them. Um, it's not like a Seinfeld who's going to walk away with $880 million in his pocket. That may have been something that will hap- happen then and not happen again. That's true, because, I mean, we talk a lot on this show about how we're in sort of another stand-up golden age right now. We are, but there's also 12 million avenues to release this stuff. People are doing albums, tours, everything's online, everything's digital. There's the good news a is dozen late shows. The good news is it's all much more democratic now than it was. Yeah, fair. The bad, yeah. The bad news is it's all much more democratic now than it was. <laughs> There is this sort of mentality in comedy a little bit where it's like everybody gets to play. Right. And at the end of the day, I hope, you know, that not everybody gets to play. The audience decides ultimately. The internet has made it impossible to be an outsider artist anymore because everybody has eight people who think you're a genius. Yeah. 
and you can build around that. Yeah. Well, or, you can, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because it's only eight people. <laughs> That's true. I mean, what do you think about that, Kevin? Because you're out there recording a lot of people. I mean, it, it is very yeah. easy for you to be a brand new comic and to have, well, my 10 friends come to this space every yeah. week. And you can sort of market yourself around that. So at the end of the day, it's like, well, how do you separate what's, what people are really doing from uh, I'm just a kid at the kitchen table with a pack of Crayolas, you know? Well, I mean, if you have eight people that think you're a genius, that's a great start to a cult, I will say. <laughs> but aside from that, um, I, I think it's just, a, it's just a taste thing, and it's just through going through t- to so much comedy, you start to see who's kind of hacky and who's kind of real and like how they're getting laughs and if that's going to translate to a longevity and things like that. So I think it's, it's just something that you kind of can pay attention to, and, and uh, I try to for 604 for comedy here often i try and find people that we can do a bunch of records with fair enough all right we'll be back with more of our panel more inside jokes right here on global news radio 640 toronto hi this is john oakley just thought i'd stick around in the studio for inside jokes to die for right here at 640 now Back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Oh man, I had a weird day. Just spent the day with my dad in an old folks' home. Does anyone have any old parents here? Yep, okay, that's right. Response tired, defeated. Yeah, uh, I just spent, my dad's 80. How old's yours? 80. 80. Yeah, it's a hard age. And everyone always asks me, like, is it hard to have an old dad, all the responsibilities? And the responsibilities is not the hard part. Uh, the hard part is trying to deal with my old dad's advice. All right, as he gets older, he has no filter, and what he says is technically wisdom, but most of it is just lunacy, and I don't know how to deal with it. And welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network, we have the infamous, I haven't said that this whole time. No, you have not. Mark Breslin in studio with us. (laughs) Is that a fair, I mean... You know, you've courted your share of controversy, but you built the Yuck Yucks brand. You got the Order of Canada. You've done all right. <laughs> so what yeah. I'll say. You've done okay in this comedy if business. You, if, you go to, if you go to the Yuck Yucks website, you can read my unbelievable resume. <laughs> there we but go. I will not, but I will not go through it with you now. <laughs> no, that's a whole other full hour. And, of course, we have Kevy Marr joining us from 604 Records. Yeah, thanks for having me. And of course, Yuck Yucks and 604 Records, you guys teamed up. You put out this double album, The Great Canadian Comedy Rumble. It's 604 versus 416. Some of the best of the best stand-ups from here in Toronto. Some of the best of the best from out in Vancouver. Uh, You guys, where can people get this album? Where can we find this thing? Wherever you could download fine music, you will be able to download this. Perfect. Absolutely. And Kevy, what do we have coming up on the uh, West Coast for our listeners out there? What's some stuff people should go watch? Well, 604 Records, our comedy department is called Comedy Here Often, and we have an awesome YouTube channel that you should subscribe to. It really sketches and all, kinds of, and all kinds of stand-up. And then we have a monthly show, and then we have an album by Steve Letts coming out, and we just released one by Sean McDonald. Fantastic. And Mark, what do we have coming up at Yuck Yucks? Well, you know, we have great New Year's shows, New Year's Eve shows, but I want to particularly... Uh, suggest people in Ottawa go to the one we have in Ottawa, which is amazing. We've taken over a big hotel ballroom, and we've got Tom Green oh, nice. and uh, Kenny and Spenny and an awful, lot of, an awful lot of other uh, comics, and you get dinner and all kinds of stuff. So I, I want to really recommend that show. In fact, if I can get to Ottawa, 
I'm going to do it for New Year's Eve. That is a good way to end our comedy calendar year. Yeah. Right there. Uh, go to 604 Records. Download this new album, The Great Canadian Comedy Rumble, 604 versus 416. You'll hear some of the best comics coming up in both Toronto and Vancouver right now. Go out to Yuck Yucks and j- watch live comedy. It's so important. Listen to this album and then go watch these comics. Yeah, live comedy, not dead comedy. It's awful to see these guys. You put Mike McDonald in a room now. He's just not funny. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Hit up Yuck Yucks. Morgan here. 604 Records. Thanks again to our panel. Thank you, Kevy Marr and Mark Breslin, for joining us. Uh, and, of course, you can listen to us every Sunday night right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And all our episodes, season four to the beginning of time on Global News Radio Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. And for this week's comedy listings, check out a friend of the show, Fiona O'Brien. She is taping her comedy album, Magically Malicious, over at the John Candy Theater, December 14th. Call 416-343-0011 for tickets. This week featuring Rob Ross. Behold the future of show business, everybody. Huh? Yeah, how are you guys? Thanks for having me back. I love it. Thank you. I live in Toronto as well. I, uh, uh-huh. Yep. I'm not from Toronto if you don't like Toronto, okay? I, uh, I'm from Alberta. Yeah. If you don't like Alberta, I'm from right here in Halifax. How about that? Yeah. That's right. Local boy. I went to uh, Halifax High. Big star there. I'll tell you, man. I was in a stupid place last week, Niagara-on-the-Lake. What a stupid place. What kind of name is that? Yeah, you're on a lake. We get it. Shut up about it, okay? Just call it Niagaraville or Niagara-town. I'm from Edmonton. We don't call it Edmonton by the nothing, okay? I don't like traveling. I hate traveling, man. So many narcissistic people out there just don't care. I like the guy who shows up at the airport already wearing his neck pillow. You seen this guy? Love that guy. There will be not one second of discomfort for this man. He is ready to sit, everybody. Get out of his way. Probably shows up to the dentist with his mouth already pre-frozen. All right, let's go, let's go, let's get this done. Let's get that crown in, let's go, let's go.